Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Oh man, what a week. I'm pumped for this week. I love Ashley to death, but there is a woman in my life uh, that I am so excited to share with you all, all, all of you, Jessica Clark. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Benjamin. <laughs> my my girlfriend is co-hosting the podcast with me today because she watched one of her first full episodes of The Bachelor, or Bachelorette, I guess to say, last night. Uh, she was a part of watching the reunion show, so she thought it would be a great idea to come on and co-host with me. I thought it was a great idea. I heard that it was a great idea, and Ashley needed to take the week off. So Jessica is on the podcast today, but to get her warmed up, Jessica, do you feel a little nervous? Um, I've, I was sweating earlier, but it's kind of stopped now. <laughs> we'll start sweating uh, again. Her, <laughs> <No. yes. laughs> um, to get her warmed up a little bit, we're going to stick Jessica in the hot seat. And for the sake of privacy, and because I think she might get a little nervous around me, I'm going to step away and let Amy, our producer, step in and throw Jessica in the hot seat. Jessica, you are our doll. I cannot wait to do this podcast with you. It's going to be a blast, but I'm going to step away. Good luck. Amy, take it away. So, Jess, hi. Hey. So, I'll let you and Ben have a lot of fun later in the show with Trista and <laughs> Deanna Pappas. Is it Deanna or Deanna? Deanna. Deanna Pappas. Deanna. Okay. So, they'll be here, but first... Now, Ben called it for privacy. I think it's more to protect him from not having to be the one to ask you these questions, but I will. So first, oh gosh. we'll start with the easy. Okay. Did you never ease watch? into it. Well, I'll ease you into it. Did you <laughs> never watch the show before? Well, I had watched it. I'd watched episodes here or there. I think last time I was on, I might have mentioned, like, I mean, when you're in college and you have friends on Monday nights that are like, come and watch the bachelor with me it's kind of a fun like girls night but I'd never been like I'm gonna watch every single one you know one of those die hard get on a tour bus kind of fans <laughs> and had you watched any of Ben's season so I hadn't I actually I think I might have watched like part of one episode but it didn't really register you know like I wasn't you were like super passing by right right yeah because my mom watched the show too how did it feel just sort of moments ago watching Ben on the show and seeing clips of Ben with Jojo and seeing clips of Ben with Lauren and saying, I love you to both of them. Cause that was kind of what they highlighted about your boyfriend, Ben. What does that feel like? Yeah, I think I actually wasn't expecting to like have the reaction that I did. I watched the episode with my roommate and she looked at me and she was like, you don't like this very much, do you? And I was like, no, I'm like, I'm surprised by like how much my stomach dropped watching that. And I think a lot of it just had to do like, I mean, especially as a girl and coming into this world. And right when I first started dating Ben, all of my friends that had watched his season were like, he had the most attractive girls ever on his season. <laughs> like 
that is crazy. That was and nice so of them to say. Not at all. Right. But like right off the bat, I'm like, oh my gosh, like he actually did. Cause then with Instagram and social media, you can see all these girls that my boyfriend has dated before on TV. And so already you're kind of playing that comparison game in your head. And um, I think even if you're not dating someone that's been on a television show, you will easily scroll through Instagram and compare yourself and be like, how in the heck am I supposed to be like these girls that I see on here that look so wonderful and perfect? I think that's right. um, It's human nature. I mean, I think people could be married for 15 years and then they go to the high school reunion and they're like, oh, that uh, my husband dated the prom queen and they get all jiggly wiggly about it. So I don't yeah. I don't think it's that abnormal that you felt that way. So what and Ben was not with you when you watched it, right? No, he wasn't. So what did you feel seeing it? And, and how are you feeling, you know, now, like a few hours later? Um, I. I mean, I didn't feel good watching it. My stomach dropped to my toes. Um, (laughs) That makes me feel sort of bad. (laughs) No, because it's part of it. I mean, I I probably should have known. I think I wasn't expecting for it to be on the episode either. But Uh, um, like it was a little bit more jarring, too, because you weren't prepared. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that Ben was going to be on it last night because it was like for The Bachelorette. And then I didn't really put together when they were doing like the first part of it and he was, I guess, the first and I'm guessing the only person to tell two people that he loved them. Um, and so even just in that context, too, you're kind of like, whoa. Well, right. Then really you see these two see. really cute girls that he's kissing and saying, I love you, too. I mean, I, I, yeah, I it can't like, feel great no matter how <laughs> how strong you are, or how solid your relationship is. It just feels it's not that it feels necessarily terrible. It just is a bit jarring and. Yeah, like no one wants to see their boyfriend doing that, even if it was a couple of years ago. You know, the exes are the exes and you don't you don't want to even really hear your boyfriend talking about their ex-girlfriends. And so then watching them on TV, telling them that they love them, that's something that you have never been prepared for. Oh, I can't hope that you would never see. I can't even imagine. And then I think the hard thing for you and I'm glad it's you and I talking and I think people will probably be interested is that Ben will always be known as having been engaged to Lauren, no matter what you do, Mm -hmm. no matter whether you like it or not. Every magazine article, every blog that's written about him always says, and even if it says Ben is so happy with his wonderful girlfriend, Jessica Clark, and she's the most beautiful person alive. He was formally engaged to Lauren Bushnell and it just will always be there. So how do you sort of deal with that? I think the biggest thing for me is focusing on like what's true today. I read a book and it was kind of about just relationships in general and how when you are thinking about your relationship, whether it's a friendship or romantic or whatever it is, you have to wake up in the morning and be like, what is true about this relationship today? And so I'll wake up in the morning and if there's been a a headline or if one of my friends has sent me some article about Lauren or Whatever it might be. Now, do they I do that? Sorry it. to interrupt, but wait. I oh, know. They should not do that. Let's like <laughs> send an email last year, friends, right now. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? Let's not do that. Well, I'm not very good at keeping up with everything. So, I mean, I have like five aunts plus my mom plus my friends. They're just looking out for me. I, it's, they're I know. I get be. they're not trying to do the wrong thing, but it's still kind of like a dagger. No matter what you do, yeah. you're like, 
Ouch. Uh, but I, I like this book. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So it's kind of, and I think all girls struggle with identity in comparison, as I said earlier, but waking up in the morning and being like, okay, today I am the one that's dating Ben. I know how Ben feels about me right now at this moment. And that's all that should really matter to me. And whenever I kind of start to get carried away or I go down an Instagram hole or whatever it is, it, that's kind of a question that will ground me again is, well, what's true at this moment right now with my relationship with Ben? I think and that's I great advice on that path. I also think yeah. going down what we call the Instagram hole is bad, 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 bad. Oh, my gosh, Jess, I have so been there. Like we all have to just say to ourselves, stop, stop doing this, because suddenly you're looking at your boyfriends, sisters, ex-boyfriends, trainers, um, cousins, kids, graduation. And you're like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Step away from the phone. So it is, it really is. I think you have to, especially because I like, I'm not, I've never been like an, I mean, if you look at my Instagram page, like it's me and my friends and I'm not used to posting and having however many people follow me and I'll look at it. And then a lot of these girls that I'll look at are used to that and their Instagrams just look so put together. And I'm like, wow, I am a disaster. You're not. Just in general. You need to step (laughs) away from the phone and also not read the comments. But speaking of, this is the one we've been building up to. So now I heard, but I might have heard it not quite right, but so correct me. I heard you met Lauren Bushnell. Oh, I, I've never met her. We were in the same workout class, but we didn't, I don't know if she like knew who I was. Obviously I know who she is, but it kind of worked out where like in the workout class, you're not really like, you don't go around and introduce yourself to everybody. So there was never (laughs) like a moment where I was like, I should have said, Hey, or anything like that. Obviously if we had like made eye contact or there was a moment for me to have said, hi, I, I would have been encouraged me to since we live in the same city you know if you ever see her obviously say hey and I would like to I yeah she's I don't super nice and I think the yeah. good thing for both of you is you're both really happy so I think yes it would it would be fine but I can imagine being in that workout class and like what your body probably did you know that I call it like that <laughs> adrenaline rush where like your whole body feels like what is coursing through my veins right now I don't know if that <laughs> happened to you I think it was another moment kind of like seeing Ben tell them that he loved them on TV where yeah. it's like, I just wasn't expecting it at that time. Like it was a different class than I normally go to because I had been house sitting and all this stuff. And so I was already a little thrown off and then I just wasn't, I didn't go there that day thinking I was going to, you know, see my boyfriend's ex fiance. I think and it's so probably it better too. Cause imagine being, if you knew, then you would just have that anxiety build up yeah. to it. It's like, all right, just, Rip it off like a Band-Aid. You've seen each other. You live in a small town together. You're going to see each other. And it's okay. And I think you go back to that book where you're, you're reminding yourself, in this moment, everything's fine for me. I'm happy. And I should stay present. And the past led him to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what we always, t- what me and Ben always talk about, about The Bachelor and the fact that he was engaged. And even I've talked to his parents about it is... He wouldn't be the person that he is now if he hadn't gone through that. And I don't think he would be such a wonderful boyfriend to me if he hadn't ever gone through that. And so I'm thankful for his experiences. And even if it was painful or hard or 
all I mean, it was all of those things, but it's made him the man that he is now and that I get to date. And absolutely. Um, and I think the timing, because, yeah, you know, obviously I know Ben very well. And I think the timing yeah. was exactly what it was supposed to be, where he really had that time to heal and be in the right place and be ready. I think, um, look, we can just talk about it because why not? So I know Lauren <laughs> gave an interview the other day and she's very happy. And I've met her boyfriend many times and he is really, really cool and nice. So she's happy and you guys are happy and it's all working out how it's supposed to. But she had given an interview, something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. She didn't know love, true, true love or whatever word she used. Easton, will you pull up the article? Until... Chris. And I think that sort of had that same feeling to anybody reading it. And I'm sure that's probably the article that your aunt sent or your friend or whoever it was, your cousin. (laughs) And I think that at first it's hard to read because even when I read it, I was like, ouch, that could be hard for Ben. I think the exact quote was Chris has her whole heart. But when Mm -hmm. I come at it from her perspective, I also understand what she was saying because yeah, Maybe that wasn't right for her a hundred percent and you can't falter. It doesn't mean she didn't love him and he didn't love her, but this is different what she has now. And same for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a really interesting question that comes with that is, you know, is there just one person for everybody? And there might not be one person, but there's got to be a best person. And so Maybe this is just like her best person. And, and I that's also, so wonderful to have found. I think what, going back to this book, which I need to get a copy of this book, there's also a best person for right now. And some people's right now could be 80 years. And some people's right now can be five years or one year or whatever it is for their journey. And I hate to use the word journey like we're on <laughs> The Bachelor, but... I do think that and we learn things and I almost think if she would have said, yeah, Ben had my whole heart and now Chris does, we all would have been like, that's so weird. So we have to accept what she's saying and respect it. And almost for you, it's like, maybe you're a little glad that Ben didn't have her whole heart because maybe he gets to have yours. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope, right? Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, I feel like. I've tortured you enough. No. So so we'll we'll let Ben come back on um, and we'll talk to Trista, the OG bachelorette. Hey, Ben, will you tell us about ZipRecruiter? Hey, of course I can tell you about ZipRecruiter. And I'm really happy to be back. I have zero idea what you guys talked about. Uh, Amy, I hope uh you were kind and jessica i have zero doubt that you were as sweet as ever you know the the craziest part really about this show is that as you do move on into to future relationships and to future connections um you have to watch back sometimes what your partner did and uh it's something that i know is not easy um but it is kind of i mean for lack of a better term like the baggage that i bring to justin i's relationship and uh, and she's accepted me for it, and she uh, and she owns it with me, and that's I think what the best partners do. Uh, speaking of good partners, it's now time for me to tell you about one of our favorite partners, ZipRecruiter. 
Hiring used to be super hard. I would know. As a business owner, it's not easy. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com backslash Ben. ZipRecruiter sends your jobs to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never have to miss a great match. Let me tell you, again, as a business owner, the people you hire is the key to your success. It's not about you as a leader. It's not about just one person, about the team that you're building around you to make great things happen. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within their first day. That's insane. Seriously insane. School's almost out, and it can be hard to find a job. I struggled with this out of college. I was unemployed for eight months. Don't tell anybody. And right now, (laughs) Jessica, you didn't hear that. (laughs) Um, I didn't know and that. Right, <laughs> and right now, our <laughs> listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com backslash Ben. That's ZipRecruiter.com backslash B-E-N. ZipRecruiter.com backslash Ben. Here we go. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. 
because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Up next on the Almost Famous podcast, uh, Jessica is going to do her very first interview ever with Bachelor Nations. I'm going to say favorite bachelorette just because everybody loves her up and down the board from production to uh, former cast member. She's been incredible to me. Trista Sutter is on the line. Trista, welcome back to the Almost Famous podcast. Thanks, Ben. That was very sweet of you. <laughs> Sorry, and I have a cold, so just bear with me. I was going to say, Trista, I was like, you know, or right when I heard your voice, I was like, either you're not very excited to talk to Jessica and I, or you, there's <laughs> something going on behind the scenes. No, I definitely have something going on, but I didn't not, I wanted to still talk to you guys. So thank you so much for having me. I am super excited, especially because Jessica's here. That's so cool. Yay! I know. I'm so excited, too. The, uh, you know, so I had the, uh, Trista, I want to warn you, um, sometimes the Almost Famous podcast, we have to pick up and record wherever we're at in the world because exciting things are happening. And so, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I am sitting in the Indianapolis airport right now. So if you hear some background noise or if a flight is announced, just know that's <laughs> why there's some noise. I uh, And Jessica's in studio in Nashville. So we're apart. But we're doing this together for the first time, and, uh, and Trista, I couldn't be more excited to have you as our first guest. Let's jump right into it here. Um, Trista, everybody knows you. Uh, if anybody listens to this podcast and they don't know who Trista Setter is, uh, I don't know why you're listening. But just to give everybody a little background, <laughs> Trista was the first ever Bachelor act. She gave her final rose to Ryan Setter. Uh, and then, as we, uh, we saw on the reunion show, Trista and Ryan's wedding was the very first televised wedding on ABC uh, it was called The Bachelorette, Tristan Ryan's Wedding. And they have now been married for 15 years. Trista, I know you get asked all the time. I know some of these questions are just going to be ones that you've been asked before. But before <laughs> I let Jessica kind of jump in and get to know you a little bit better, I've known you for a while. And one of the things I've always loved about you, and, and I, I mean this in the best way, and I want you to try to decipher what I'm saying, is when I first met you, it was intimidating me because you're obviously Trista Sutter and Ryan. I met you at breakfast. We've talked about that before, but you haven't made, let this show change you. You're welcoming. You're warm. You're, you, you're somebody that I, I could tell that this is not your identity. How have you done that so well? I mean, did you intend to make me cry? I think you're just on a lot of meds for being sick. So you're a little emotional. <laughs> Right. Um, I'm getting ready to post an Instagram post that, that people can see, um, you know, after. And it's really about um, how when I got the call for this reunion special, I um, I kind of felt like you feel when you get asked to the dance or whatever. You know, you're like, whoa, I'm being included. You know, um, how cool is this? I get to be like with this great group and because that's not like where I go to. I, I live in um, a little bit of insecurity um, a lot of the time. And, and it's strange, I know, to hear that because, yes, I was the first Bachelorette. And, and yes, I, I should be included in the Bachelorette reunion special. But I still, to this day, just feel um, this great honor and privilege to be part of it because I am still, in my mind, like, the Midwestern girl who was born in Indy and, you know, raised in St. Louis and, and why me? Why, like, why do I deserve this? Like, why do I get to be part of something so special? And I, 
I just am so thankful. I'm so grateful that, you know, I'm included in this group of women who are incredible. Like they have gone on to do such great things. And, and I feel like a, like a giddy schoolgirl. Like when I think of them, I'm totally, I totally fangirl. Like I didn't take that many pictures behind the scenes because I didn't want to be that like old dinosaur who is like following people around like a puppy dog trying to get their picture because I'm such a fan. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I love being part of this crazy family that we call bachelor nation and um, I, you know, like meeting people like you, I, I've heard that before from people that I, people are intimidated by me for whatever reason. And in a way it kind of breaks my heart because I don't want people to be intimidated by me. I don't bite obviously. And I, you know, I, I try to be as loving and kind as possible. Um, that's not always the case, but, um, you know, I hate that people are intimidated by me because if they saw what I'm thinking on the other side, like when we met, I was the one that was intimidated of you, Ben, like you were the guy, you were going to be the bachelor or you were like the hot shot on whichever, uh, whoever, Caitlin season, you know, like I, I was the insecure old person. Like I think of myself as the old girl, like, yeah, people call me the OG, but OG to me means old gal. <laughs> so like <laughs> I, I, I have that insecurity and I, I feel like that intimidation. So like to hear it coming from you, it just, um, thank you for that. I, I know I rambled, but, um, I just, I just feel so grateful to be part of all of this and even talking to you guys today. It's like it, just continuing the love. So anyway. Well, you definitely shouldn't feel any of that. Last night when I was watching the bachelor reunion, my roommate looked Whenever you came on screen, my roommate was like, whoa, she's hot. I was like, yeah, she Aww. is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's amazing. See, Tristy, you still got it. So, so here's the question then. With all that you just said, and I, and I know that comes from a, a, a real place, right? And, and Jess, just to give you a, a little background, Jessica's been a fan of the show for a while, but she hasn't been like a, a, a diehard, right? She doesn't watch the show as much as a lot, and so she's missed some seasons along the way. Um, and you've said a couple of things in, in that last statement that I want to dig into a bit, but it felt like watching the reunion back, which I loved watching, by the way, I thought it was a, a really well done reunion, which a lot of times, it's, you know, the bachelor doesn't do these great. This one was a terrific one. It did feel like you had a lot of fangirls in the room. Did it feel like it when you're in the mansion together? Yeah. But like I said, like that insecurity in my head, those demons in my head, like just, they downplay it and they're like, they, they tell me, oh, they're just faking it. Or they, you know, like they're making this up just to, just to make me feel better um, in a way. But I will say, you know, like I, I connected completely with Rachel who, um, you know, she kept saying great things like I'm just so intrigued by Trista or whatever. And, and we really connected. I hadn't met a lot of the girls, um, a lot of the more recent girls like Rachel and Becca and Jojo. Uh, and it was, it was just so, it's so uh, like crazy to be part of something where I'm meeting people. Like I've always said this about Ryan too. I never would have met Ryan had it not been for the show. I mean, he lived in Colorado. I was all over the place living at Miami at the time. And I, I, we never would have met. And the same thing goes with all of the girls that I, have met through Bachelorette, um, even people who weren't the lead, like Ashley or, you know, 
so many people who weren't the lead too. And I, I just feel so grateful to, to be able to call them friends. Um, you know, anyone, boys, girls, you included Ben, you know, everybody, I, I'm sure you feel the same way, but, um, you know, when I, when I hear people fangirling towards me, those demons come out and I just try to, I try to live in the moment and, and accept it graciously. But I also, in the back of my mind, I'm like, whatever, you don't deserve this. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's hard for me to take that in, but I am so appreciative of it. What was really interesting watching it was how y'all just kept talking about not very many people like understand what you've been through. And I think the more I've talked to Ben, the more I've learned this experience is so wild. Um, And so that was really cool to watch. But one of the things that I was wondering is what was something that we didn't see on TV when y'all all all got together? Was there anything like funny that you talked about or you all realized you had in common or something like that? Uh, Well, one behind the scenes thing, uh, and I'm, that's kind of my Instagram post too, is posting some behind the scenes uh, pictures and video, but my daughter was able to be there. So I was actually on spring break with Blakesley, my daughter, at the time, like when I got the call and I looked at my calendar, it was, it just so happened, I, oddly enough, and I don't know if Bachelor producers, because they, they knew that I was going on spring break because of some things what we, we had been talking about, tickets to shows and stuff, and um, they knew I was going to be there. Um, I can't imagine that they planned it all around me, but it just so happened that we ended up being in Los Angeles at the exact same time. So the producers let me bring Blakesley, and she was backstage with me, and she lo- – I mean – like she idolizes Caitlin. She loves Caitlin. Um, she's met a bunch of the girls and she got to meet all of them. So the fact that I got to include her in this, in this, even though she's not um, shown on air, the fact that I got to include her and in it was really special. That's the, awesome. uh, your daughter is how old at this point? She's 10. She's 10. I mean, is it, and I and I have a couple uh, listener emails that I m- want to make sure to get to, but I really am interested. What is it like for her now to start like conceptualizing the fact that her mom is a big deal, her dad is a big deal, like that you, you were on TV, you met in TV, and then she shows up to the mansion. Like, has it started <laughs> to sink in a little bit that like you got this whole thing started, and like she should be really yeah. excited for you and proud of you? <laughs> you know what she um. She's starting to get it for sure. I mean, obviously, since they were babies, Max and Blakely, people come up to us, um, not on a daily basis by any means, but if we're traveling or something and we're in an airport um, at the grocery store and there's, you know, tourists come in to hang out on the slopes of Vale, um, they, they'll ask us, you know, oh, can we get a picture? I'm a huge fan of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. So they've heard those words bachelor and bachelorette pretty much all their life um or their lives and they definitely are getting it it's really it's it's difficult because we we want them to know their story of course it's their story um just as much as it's mine and ryan's but we also don't want uh their ego to be blown up you know like they're they're now showing um, the first season of The Bachelor, the first season of The Bachelorette, and our wedding on an app called Tubi, uh, T-U-B-I. And so people can tune in now, including my children um, and their friends, you know, if they 
uh, go on the Tubi app, which I will try to avoid at all costs for as long as possible. But um, I, you know, they will be able to watch the show. Whereas I feel like back in the day, Ryan and I, because I mean, please, we watched it on VHS tapes on a VCR. Let's be real. So um, we thought that once the show was over, it was over. You know, we wouldn't be reliving it. <laughs> and now that it's available, we're, reli- we're kind of reliving it um, and having to think about the fact that our children will be watching this, whether it's with us on the couch where I kind of want to like sit down with them and explain, kind of go through the show and what was happening, whatever, and maybe skip the parts about me kissing other guys. You know, that's a little awkward watching your mom kiss another boy before um, she was married to your dad. <laughs> a little awkward. But um, I also um, know I live in the real world and I know that I'm sure they'll be on their computers or their iPads um, and snickering under the covers with their friends at what their mom and dad are doing, you know? So we live in the real world. We know that it's going to be part of their lives. We just want to keep them grounded as much as possible and not let it go to their head. It's uh, it, it has to be a little weird. I, I wonder that oftentimes. And um, before uh, Trista, you actually came on, Jessica was talking a lot about how it was watching, you know, even the reunion and seeing me uh, with, other women and how that felt because she didn't see watch my season. And so I imagine even though it's different because just kind of have a romantic relationship, your kids are going to feel very similar, right? Some confusing like thoughts, it's right. going to be weird. It's going to feel awkward, but at the end of the day, we live in the real world and we know, you know, where life is now and what matters now. Um, right. You know, Trista as and, and obviously, you know, over and over again, you get asked about your family and you get asked about your relationship with Ryan and, and those things are, are, are such incredible examples of, of what we're all hoping for in Bachelor Nation. But I'm going to ask you for a second to kind of step into the hosting seat with Jessica and I, um, because I want to dive into this reunion a little bit. What a, what a unique experience for all of you. But one of our listeners sent us an email, uh, Tristan, I'm hoping you can help us with it. It's from Carolyn. It says, Meredith and Jen, I've been a Bachelor fan since the beginning. I'm super excited for the Bachelorette reunion show. But why don't they address at all why Meredith and Jen are left out? Will they? Everyone keeps posting the reunion picture, and in so many comments, people ask, but they don't answer it. Can Bob Guinea or Andrew or Trista get them to come? I hope they do. Now, obviously, we don't see them on the reunion. Can you give us any insight to why they weren't there? What I have been told, and I don't know, um, I don't know what really happened because I wasn't involved in in booking them or whatever, obviously. Um, and I've lost touch with them. I mean, I, I used to be friends with them. Um, we used to, we used to talk and we used to go to like the different, um, like the, after the final row ceremonies and whatever. So I've definitely had a relationship with them back then, but have lost touch. And, uh, I just think that it was a scheduling conflict. I just don't think they could be there. And it's, I mean, it's hard as you know, it's difficult to get any people together for anything. Um, everyone has their own lives that they're going through, their own schedules, their own companies, their own businesses, their own families, you know, all of that. And it's really difficult to get anyone together. So the fact that they got, I think it's 13 of us together is a miracle. Super impressive. <laughs> Super impressive. Yeah. So I think I, uh, I honestly think it was just a scheduling conflict. 
That makes sense. I, I wondered, um, obviously it was kind of, you know, in all honesty, Trista, I was, I saw last night, you know, there had been 15 seasons or Hannah B is the 15th uh, bachelorette. And I was like, but there's only what, 12 of you there. And I, I it didn't oh, yeah, hit me 12. until I looked Sorry. back through. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. it's pretty shocking. Um, Jessica, I, I know that you've had a, a lot to process after watching the reunion. Uh, is there anything that kind of stood out to you uh, watching this back that you'd want to pick Trista's mind about? Actually, I think the biggest question I had for Trista was more like the wedding on TV. Because I feel like there have been a lot of bachelorettes, and or not a lot, but more bachelorettes, but your wedding was the very first one. And whenever I was watching last night and they showed y'all's kiss and it was y'all had like the cutest kiss ever at your wedding. Mm -hmm. First of all, I hadn't seen that before, but what was it like to be married on TV? Was that kind of weird or were you just used to your relationship or what? You know what? Um, Our relationship had started on television with cameras following us. So yes, it is a very strange thing to think about in the real world, but for us, it wasn't necessarily abnormal because that's how we met. That's how our relationship started is with, you know, a crew following us around. Uh, It's crazy, but it's the truth. So, um, I mean, for me, I was the kind of girl who dreamt about my wedding since I was little. And to have people like Mindy Weiss and Mark's Garden and Badgeline Mishka, um, sorry, Badgeline Mishka and to Corey and all of these like really well-known wedding experts to be working with us. Um, and then to have, I can't even remember how many flowers there were. There was like 20,000 flowers or something like that. And I wore, I had diamonds on my shoes. Like it was not what I at all envisioned. I was living the fairy tale for my wedding. That is for sure. Um, and I wanted uh, my family to be part of that fairy tale. So, you know, um, there were some ups and downs and it wasn't always uh, roses and unicorns, um, but it was, it was a beautiful day. They actually, the production did a really great job of hiding the cameras so that the guests didn't feel like it was an intrusion. Um, they did a really good job of that. So, um, we were able to, you know, take over an entire resort in Palm Springs. It's now the Ritz Carlton, but it was Rancho Mirage back in the day. And we took over the whole thing and it was just a weekend full of family and friends. It was my favorite weekend. I mean, I had Brad Paisley singing a song that Ryan wrote me as a poem, like that's oh not normal. Like it, I don't get that that is my life. <laughs> No, that sounds like an absolute dream. Yeah, it was. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That sounds so (laughs) cool. Um, Well, I also, one other question I had was just if you had any advice for Hannah as she enters into this role now, since, I mean, you did it first, and obviously you did it well since you're still married to who you picked. So did you have any advice for her? You know what? I've obviously been asked this a lot over the years. Um, and it's hard for me because I feel like if the people are where they are, then they probably have a really good support system and a good head on their shoulders and they'll be able to, uh, 
hopefully, quote unquote, succeed in their relationships. But um, for me, it's just all about really enjoying the moment because it is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, Also getting as much sleep as possible and um, being grateful for uh, the the path that they're on for being given the opportunity to um, be the bachelorette, be the bachelor, you know, anyone who is the lead, that's, that's pretty much the, the advice I give. Oh, and then just kind of after it's over, take it all in and do the award shows and do all the things, you know, all the fun things, but try to get away from it as much as possible and try to focus on your relationship and try to prioritize it because that has been what has allowed Ryan and I to stay married. I feel like for, for 15 years so far is because we kind of got away from it all and we not disappeared, but we came to Vail to live a more quiet life and really focus on each other. So um, I just feel like if there's any way that people can do that, it, it might look different. Um, in different relationships, it will look different in different relationships, but for us, that really helped. So that those would be the little pieces of advice I'd give. I would listen to Trista Sutter, give me advice on anything at any point. (laughs) Trista, um, we're going to let you go. I really appreciate you being, uh, our first guest of the podcast today. Also, thank you for being Bachelor Nation's first bachelorette. There's a thousand more things uh, I would love to talk to you about, and I'm sure we'll have to bring you back on to do that. But for now, uh, Trista, continue to be amazing. Thanks for being a great uh, guide for all of us. And please, please uh, don't be a stranger to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It was nice to meet you, Jessica. Nice to meet you. (laughs) See you, Trista. Okay, bye. Bye. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure 
it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. And really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next on the podcast, Jessica, we've got another one of Bachelor Nation's favorites, Diana Pappas, Stagliano. I mean, this podcast is full of amazing women today. Not only do I get to do this podcast with Jessica, which is a dream of mine. Ashley, you are missed, but Jessica, you are terrific. We've had Trista on the podcast, and up next is another one of our favorites, Diana Stagliano. She was season four of The Bachelorette. Uh, How do we know you, Diana? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know me probably from The Bachelor before The Bachelorette because I was mm. the girl that everyone thought Brad Womack was going to choose, and then he decided not to choose anyone. I, I, I know Jessica has a, a lot of questions lined up because after watching the reunion, she was a big fan of yours. After kind of hearing your story, she was super intrigued. But before I let Jessica loose, I want to just dig in a little bit here to a couple of these things. So why did everybody think, first off, Brad Womack was going to choose you? I think because he told everyone he was going to choose me. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. I mean, that would be a good setup for the confusion, you know. <laughs> um, what happened? And especially like me, like the cameras shut off and, and Brad, he never, he never said, hey, I'm going to pick you. But he said everything but like, I'm going to ditch you in the end. You know what I'm saying? Like they let me stay the night mm-hmm. with Brad before uh, the finale taped. And I'll never forget this because I was so confused. Like I spent the night with him off camera, no one around. So it's not like somebody was like, hey, Brad, you gotta pretend like you like her. Like we just chilled at his house and watched TV and hung out and it was like totally normal. And I was like, all right, cool, this could work. And then I'll never forget that day, he walked me out to the car and he was like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And I said, oh, don't remind me. And he kissed me and he said, don't worry, it's going to be a good day. Now, Ben, I don't know about you, but that would not lead me to believe he was not going to choose me. Uh, I mean, I've made some really bad decisions or like really like harmful, <laughs> unwise decisions during this thing, but I never, the one thing I did do was say, you're definitely going to get chosen. Yeah. That would feel like, and, and then especially yeah. say, Hey, don't worry. Tomorrow's going to be a good day because there's so much stress around it. I imagine right. it was such a confusing deal. Yes. So I, you know what? I, I, that like haunted me forever and I've never gotten a clear answer out of Brad, we stayed in touch for a really long time, and we stayed friends for a really long time, even up until, like, the day Stephen and I got married. And I finally was like, you have to stop texting me and calling me. Like, let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just – I never got a clear answer as to what exactly happened or what made him flip switch, you know. Um, but I took yeah. that into The Bachelorette thinking I'm never going to do that to someone. Like, I realize there's an aspect of this show that you have to lead people on, which just sucks, you know. It's just awful, yeah. and that is so beyond – me and my character, but I, I literally the whole time was like, I'm not going to do what Brad did to me. I am not going to allow someone to feel that kind of pain and confusion. Like it, it like royally messed me up for quite a while. 
I, I would imagine. I would definitely imagine. Okay, before I send this over to Jessica, I have one last question now, and I'm sorry because I know that you're married to an amazing person. And, Stephen, you guys are happy. <laughs> uh, you have children. But I have to ask one brag question. You saw him do the show twice. Two questions to that then. Uh, do you think it was was it weird for you to watch him do it twice, or was it weird to see him back in the world again? And then the second is, do you think today he still deals with that being a piece of his identity, the Bachelor that has done it twice? You know, if you do it once, like for me, the Bachelor is a huge piece of my story, and I appreciate it, and I enjoy yeah. it. It's been great yeah. for me, but it is not my identity. It is not. It is not the thing that defines me. Do you think Brad's had to deal with that? So I, I think okay. So two questions here, right? So the first one. Um, what was the first one? And now I forgot. Was it was it so weird to watch him back on TV? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you, it wasn't weird to watch him back on TV because at that point I was already engaged to Stephen, so I really could care less. But you know, the parts that were weird was that um, Emily, who he chose, who, who I adore, who I like, love, 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 love her. She and I could not look more physically different from one another. You know what I'm saying? So to think like I was the girl that he liked and now he's choosing something completely opposite. Like sometimes I wonder, does Brad know who he is or what he wants in a partner, you know? And then the other part that I found really weird is that I cannot tell you how many times in private conversations that Brad was like, I will never ever live this down. I will never do it again. I cannot wait to like hightail it and run as far from the bachelor as I possibly can. So I was blown away when I found out he was doing the show again so much that they brought myself and Jenny, the other, uh, the other young lady that he didn't choose at the time. They brought us in to film, but they called us about a week ahead of time and said, hey, okay, the secret Brad, but we need to bring you guys in for a special. And I was like, wow, hung up the phone, texted Brad, and I was like, what the F are you doing? And so that, like, that blew me away because he just made such a stink about how he could not, like, he could not like erase this from his past fast enough. Like he was like, it was just awful. Like, I don't ever want to do this again, blah, blah, blah. So I was, that was the part where I was like shocked to see that he was doing the bachelor again. Now, you know, I don't know, maybe they paid him a lot of money. Maybe he had a bar he needed to promote, you know, everybody has their own things. I don't really know. Or maybe he was finally ready. I have no clue, but I was really blown away by that. And so the other part is that I think we all run with, with that, that the bachelor or the bachelorette is a part of our past. And people will always know us from that. Like I will always be known as that little hillbilly girl from Noonan, Georgia, who became the bachelorette. And half the people from my like childhood did not even know my name was Diana. They only knew me as Dee Dee. And they were like, who's Diana? Like, what is this? You know? So <laughs> I think it's the same thing as for Brad is that it will always be a part of his past. And hopefully he finds some joy and peace in that now, but also I feel like, you know, he's a grown man and he comes from a great family and he owns bars and he's a businessman. Like, I don't imagine when he's sitting down to take a business meeting, they're like, oh, you're Brad from The Bachelor. Sure, we'll do it. I imagine they're like, you're Brad, the successful bar owner who lives in Austin, Texas. You know, so I bet you there's probably a part of him is like, okay, this is a part of my past, but I guarantee he doesn't ever leave with that. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's so interesting to kind of hear those. And, and Brad's always been an interesting person to me just because he did choose to do it twice and he doesn't seem like the guy yeah. that would do that. So, hey, uh, sure. let's skip over to you now. Uh, Jessica, you were a big fan watching the reunion back. Uh, dive deep. Dive in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys well, have seen it? Jessica, you saw it? Yes, I watched it. That's so fun. We well, I watched yet, the so reunion. Did they show my little yeah. kids? That's all I care about. It was so cute. They show your kids oh, and your cute little family. 
And I know you're oh great. I was like dying because Austin kept looking at the camera guy going, oh, I farted. And I'm like, dude, please, for two seconds. Oh. <laughs> they didn't show that, but I wish they did because that would have been really cute. <laughs> Um, oh. but what was really interesting to me is that you didn't meet your husband on the show, but the show kind of led you to meeting your husband. Can you like yes. get into that a little I bit more? Cause you're from I've... Tennessee. I feel like so comfortable right now with your Southern accent. You're from Nashville, I, yeah, right? I'm from Nashville. You're from Georgia. Love it. I'm from Georgia, but I lived in Nashville for five years. I bartended on Broadway for five years throughout college. No way. Wait, no. what part of oh, Georgia are you from? I would like you. <laughs> which is about 20 minutes south of the city of Atlanta. So um, okay. I am pretty close to Auburn, but I am not an Auburn fan. Let's just okay. be clear. My there. grandparents still live in Dunwoody, and I'm from Marietta, oh, technically. That's so fun. Yep, North Texas is <laughs> where I was born. <laughs> um, anyways, yes, so you didn't meet your husband on the show, but the show helped you meet him? Yeah. So, okay. So I had never seen the show before I was on it. And then after my season aired, the very first season of the show that I ever watched was Jillian Harris's season. I had never really seen it play from beginning to end. And so I watched the show and I saw Michael on the show and I watched it all the way until hometown. And you know, it was so funny. I saw that he was an identical twin, but I had just come off like grad season and then doing my own season. I was like, I cannot with another set of twins. I can't even go there. But <laughs> I saw Michael and I was like, he's so fun. He's funny. He's like charismatic. And then when they showed his family on the hometown date, I was like, oh my God, I love them. And I don't even know them. So I was like fangirling so hard because I knew I needed to be a part of the Staglianos. So I guess like in hindsight, look, looking back at it all, it was kind of creepy, but then it also made me see, um, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm a Christian. So like to look back, I found joy in the Lord's plan that that's where I was meant to be. Um, but yeah, I just like loved Michael. I loved his family. And so I really wanted to meet Michael and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe we could date. And no, it's, it's so funny is Michael felt the same way. He wanted to meet me and he wanted to date me, but we met, they were in town filming their mental all for Jillian Harris's season. And we met at a bar. I was hanging out with Jason and Molly. Um, it's so weird how this bachelor family is so incestual. Like, don't you think Ben is oh, kind of like a so weird, weird, so weird, incestual, weird. but awesome family. So, um, anyway, I met Michael and probably like three minutes after talking to Michael, I was like, holy crap, this is never going to work. He is like way too much for me. Like, and oh he was dating a friend of mine at the time for several years. And so probably like six months into their relationship, he was like, Hey, you know what? You're pretty cool. I've got this brother who looks a lot like me and I think you guys might hit it off. And I was like, yeah, awesome twin super hot really smart yeah i'll take him that sounds great and within like a week of of knowing steven and dating him i was like I, I wasn't in love yet but it does feel weird because it was like on the bachelor timeline but i was just like this dude's awesome like i will not be okay if he is not in my life like forever you know and i realized for someone who is not in love or hasn't you know met their person or whatever that is like that sounds so stupid but it's not i just knew i didn't love him yet but I just knew, like, I, I was not going to be okay if I didn't spend the rest of my life with him. Like, I, I would never be okay. I would never be good enough. And he's just awesome. He's just, like, good, solid man. And he's funny. And he's, you know, he's uh, really great. So. And you got the last name Stagliano, which is awesome. I That's know. Great. Well, That's name. I went from a to, like, a brown. No way. I had to get, like, a powerful last no, name. No, you needed to be a Stagliano. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. 
Uh, Addison and Austin cannot figure out how to say the last name. They're like, it's Staganano. And I'm like, well, it's fine. <laughs> Close. I love that. Yeah. The, uh, um, the, the question I have now, and, and to kind of switch gears, and Jessica and I have been able to talk about a little bit here over our relationship. You know, you go from being the bachelor or the bachelor, and everybody knows you as the single person on the pursuit of love. Mm-hmm. And if it works or it doesn't work for you, everybody is in, interested in your story, your relation, your romantic yeah. story. And then you meet Steven, and everything kind of speeds up, right? You didn't, you didn't really sit, I don't know how else to say this, but you didn't sit in the singleness very long and experience, you know, the attention that you get from that. And you didn't get to go, go kind of explore the world after the show, and you're kind of heartbroken, but you're figuring out, and everybody knows you and yeah. loves you and all that stuff. You met Steven, and, and my buddy said this best when I met Jess, because I, I called him up. His name's Corey. He's a good friend of mine, and, and I want to hear if you relate and what you think of this. He goes, I said, Corey, I met this girl. She's incredible. Like, she's, she's somebody I want to in, invest my life into, but it's scary for me because my identity has been being single. Like, I'm known for being single. Yeah. I'm the victim of heartbreak, and all these people know that. <laughs> and, I said, and he said, Ben, like, the crazy part is, like, this next chapter of life, for you uh, is going to be different. Like it, it might not be as exciting. It might not be as sporadic, but I can guarantee you if she is the one, it's going to be a lot more fulfilling. And so, you know, just yes. with that open-ended, like that is so much more filling. I want to hear what you think of that because you jumped right into it. Well, I mean, kind of, uh, you know, the way you know, this been better than anyone is that when things play out in the press or on television, Stuff might have happened several months ago. So when, like, Jesse and I broke up, God bless me, what was I thinking? Goodness gracious. But when we broke up, that played out kind of delayed. So, like, we already knew that our relationship, or at least I did, maybe he was blindsided, I'm not really sure, but there's no way he thought he was going to spend the rest of his life with me, for sure. We, like, hated each other. Um, When that... When that was going down, when we were breaking up, like, we had been unhappy for several months. It was just a matter of pulling the plug. And I think with Jesse, if the, pu- if the plug was pulled, it was only dollar signs he was going to lose out on, you know. But for me, like, that was the rest of my life. And I couldn't imagine spending the rest of my life with someone like that. So when we broke up and it all played out in the media, I was over it by that point. So it kind of looked like I moved on pretty quickly, but I didn't really. I was single for over a year, over a year and a half, and I dated. And some people who were like nobody, you know, which was great for me because it made me feel normal again. And then some people, you know, that had some sort of like claim to like whatever, TV or whatever. Um, But I, I, I do feel like your situation is a little different from mine because there was no social media when I was on the show. So I didn't have like paparazzi following me around and seeing who I was dating. So there's a blessing in that because I could go out and do whatever I want, or I could go on a date and get as smashed as I want or whatever it was. And no one was following (laughs) me around and taking pictures and posting all over Instagram. I didn't have to live through that. So I feel like that's where our stories are a little bit different because I didn't feel the pressure of all of that. Um, I got to live my life and I got to travel the world and I got to do four tours to Iraq and Afghanistan to visit the troops. And I got to do a ton of things, but I feel like all of that prepared me to meet Steven because when I did, your friend is right. It is a different kind of story. Like maybe there's not that excitement of being single, but you know what? There's the excitement of like finding someone and there's nothing better than that. Like I didn't have to be anybody that I wasn't with Steven. He appreciated me for who I was. He didn't treat me like I was the bachelorette. It's funny because our first date, he was, like, really nervous because he was like, I don't know. Do I pick her up in a helicopter? Like, I don't have any money for a limo. <laughs> you know, like, 
He was like, where do I take her to Chili's or do I have to spend my whole paycheck on this other restaurant? I'm not that girl. I don't care about things like that. I don't care what kind of car he drives. I don't care about where he takes me to dinner. Like I wanted to find quality in a person and I, I wanted to, I wanted to be loved, you know? And I think at the end of the day, that's something that we as humans crave. We want to be loved. And so I just loved that about Steven, that he was normal. He did not pretend to be someone that he wasn't. He was, you know, a school teacher who didn't make a lot of money and he didn't pretend to not be that person. He was a man who loved the Lord. and He didn't pretend to not be that person. And he loved me for who I was. I didn't have to be anything different. I didn't have to, um, to act any different. I didn't have to act like I was this girl who was on this television show. And now here I am struggling to make ends meet bartending in Hollywood while I go on auditions day to day. Like it was just, Oh, my life was a mess. Um, so I feel like I understand what you are saying, but it was to me exciting in a different way because I found peace in knowing who I was. And I feel like, you know, the older I have gotten and, um, and become, and then in my marriage and having kids and becoming a mother, I am more secure in myself and, as myself and as a person than I ever was at 26 walking into the bachelor mansion. That was one of the questions that they asked us when we filmed. And I'm pretty sure they probably asked all of the women, but I remember standing there and, you know, the producer said, why are you different this time around walking into the house? And I said, when I walked into here 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago, I was naive and I was young and I was desperate to be loved. And I didn't care who did that. And I said, and I walk in here today and I'm a confident woman. I, am, I know who I am, and I am proud of who I am, and I am proud of where I am, and I am proud of my children and the life that I have created for myself. And you know what? It's interesting to walk back into the house the second time around and not need it. I needed it mm-hmm. when I was 26, and I, didn't need, I don't need it now. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's kind of a weird emotion mm-hmm. to describe. So I think that you will find that, too, with, with Jess. You know, like, it's so nice to be, like, with someone who is normal, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> Gosh, just oh, well, well, hey, and we'll see. keep it exciting. Come on. <laughs> we will keep we will keep exciting. And and yes, I would say Jess is normal most of the time. Yeah, she's she's like <laughs> most of the time. Bad, man, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so what are you doing now? I know that you just filmed this reunion and you've got your cute little kiddos and your husband and but what do you do? Do you have any free time or is that most of your time? Are you a not, mom? Or? I do not have a lot of free time. I do not <laughs> have a lot of free time. I feel like as the place that I'm in right now, I wear like 27 hats, but I'm super happy doing it. But most of the time on the inside, it feels like pure chaos to me. Um, I am a mom. I like love being home with my kids and being able to like love them. And I have a real job that I work. And then on the side, I um, have created this web series with a very good friend of mine called Moms and Cars. And I don't know if you guys, I, Jess, I can't remember how old you are, but like back in the day, we watched uh, TGIF, like Friday night, you know, and did you ever see the show Step by Step? Yes, I have seen that show. Okay, so Christine Lakin played Al on Step by Step, and we became friends 10 years ago on my first tour to Iraq. I was like a huge fan of hers, and I did not know this, but she was a huge fan of mine. She's been obsessed with The Bachelor from day one, and so the second we <laughs> sat down on the plane, we're on this like... We're on this, like, C-17, and we're in, like, Kevlar's, and we've got all this body gear on, and we're going over, like, in the middle of Baghdad. And she's like, all right, so, listen, I, like, love The Bachelorette, and I have about 10 questions that I need to ask you. And it was, like, love at first sight for the two of us. So um, she is a mom, and she has two kids, and we have been friends ever since. And we just started doing this funny thing on social media a couple years ago where we just, like, 
did weird mom stuff in our car, like, because you don't get a whole lot of time. And so we would just, like, sit in our car and read books or play on our phone or eat pizza without our kids begging for a slice, you know. And we just started putting it on social media, and I was kind of like, you know what, this would be a pretty funny show. We should we should run with it. And she was like, yeah, cool, I'll do it. And so we have this web series called Moms and Cars, and we just do the dumb stuff that moms do in their car to find peace and quiet away from their family and get a little bit of alone time. So we've had a lot of fun doing it. We've so had a lot of funny. cool guests in the car. And most recently, uh, Allie Fetitowski was in the car, and we, did, we planned a um, fantasy suite for Christine and her husband in the trunk of her very small SUV. And so I cannot wait to put that out there because it's funny, but it just is, I have found so much joy in parenthood and being a mom. And I think that there is, you know, a lot of really awesome things about being a parent, but I also feel like I'm really real about it too. How do, really how do people hard. watch your, that web series? They can find everything on Instagram. We are at moms and cars. Oh, cool. This so is Amy, by the way. Yeah. We didn't want people to have to go to Facebook to find a video or to YouTube. We wanted everybody to be able to come to one platform and find everything. So we put all of our full-length videos on Instagram TV. And then just some of the dumb stuff that Christine and I do, we just put it right on our feed, you know. And it can be anything from, like, taking a nap in the car to, like, binge eating our kids' Halloween candy, you know. But we just wanted (laughs) everything to live in one space so that people weren't hunting around trying to find it. So they can find it all on Instagram, at Moms and Cars. And it's just a lot of fun, it's a lot of fun, but I feel like there is the real part about being a parent. It's exhausting, and it is tiring, and you are pouring into these children all day long because they need it. And at the end of the day, you're wiped, man. Like, there's no, there's no like, glorious bit of that that is, like, always super fun. The, the best thing I love in life right now, and I think there's a huge market for it, and I just think it's really needed, is authentic, genuine entertainment. And, Deanna, it yes. sounds like that's exactly what it is. Uh, we'll make sure to check it out. Hey, uh, we uh, have to get going, and I know you do as well because you are a mom, and you've got a lot of things <laughs> going on. Uh, Deanna, I would love to have you back on the podcast soon to talk about all these little things that you're doing. Uh, and also I would love it. Don't you guys film in season. L.A.? Yes, we do. All right. Well, I'm in Los Angeles. Let me come in and sit in with you guys. Please do. We oh. would love that. I would love oh, that, great. too. I can at least, like, put some makeup on and get dressed for the day. I would feel really good about myself <laughs> if anything else. We're, we're pretty strong hey. with athleisure around here, so it's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Diana, thanks a lot. Appreciate you. Hey, thank you so much, Ben. I'm super happy for you and Jess. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. So I've got a really good eating plan when it comes to, you know, getting tighter for my wedding. But for a while there, I wasn't really sure how to fit in working out because when you have like an hour, just like chill on the couch, you don't want to be like, okay, I should go drive to the gym or I should go book that class. No. So then I found open fit, which takes the complexity of losing weight out and it gets you fit in a brand new simple streaming service that they have it allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day open fit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world you can sculpt your body with andrea rogers the founder of the worldwide sensation extend bar or you can get in crazy good shape with hunter mcintyre he was named by sports illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes Holy moly. Forget all the complexity and stress about fitting in the gym into your busy schedule. No, now you can work out on your own schedule.
schedule and you can literally do it in 10 minutes. So there's really no excuse. I love the extend bar with Andrea Rogers. She helps me lose the weight, sculpt the lean muscle, which I really want right now. It's more about like sculpting and looking toned. Um, And it also helps me build the strength without the bulk because I can't stand when my arms get too bulky from weightlifting. It's a mix of cardio, Pilates and ballet fundamentals. And the best part is no bar, actually no bar on the wall is required. Open Fit has changed the way that I look at working out. So use our code almost famous and you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, our code is almost famous and start using Open Fit for your journey to a healthier life right now during the Open Fit 30 day trial. Our listeners are going to get an extended special 30-day free trial membership to Open Fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. When you text almost famous to 303030, you're going to get full access to Open Fit, all the workouts and nutritional information totally free. Again, that is just text almost famous to 303030. Caroline. Hello. It's Amy, Ben and Ashley's producer and crazily What's Ben. Up, how are you? So Ben just jumped on a plane. And so because he can't do time because he can't do time zones, he thought his flight was later, but it's right now. And Ashley's off this week. So you're really talking to me and Ben's girlfriend, Jessica Clark. Hey, Caroline. All right. So it's a really, really um, exciting because we have none of our hosts here, but we're just making it work. And you can call me back later if you need me to, but I'm totally happy to hang out and talk to no, you. No, we want to, like, we want to, we want to do it now. And so I'll just All say right. that Caroline's one of my favorites because Caroline is a salty gal. And I love a salty gal who's not afraid to say what she thinks and pop off when it's necessary. And, and even <laughs> though maybe some Instagram commenters might not love it deep down inside, we're all saying, yeah, I pretty much think exactly what she's saying. <laughs> so can well, you explain for people listening who might not remember, explain what your bachelor season was and then how you ended up on Bachelor in Paradise Australia? Okay, so um, I don't, first of all, I don't know whether to be offended, but also I kind of like nod my head. and like, yeah, okay, with the salty thing. I'm like... I don't. I was like, all right, salty. I don't know if that's uh, how salty I would is, it, but I think a compliment. I think it works. And I am I salty, and I have to deal with a lot of people saying I hate you. But then I think that's okay because, well, the the thing for me is is like I just am who I am, and I'm gonna say whatever I'm gonna say. And sometimes I say too much, and sometimes I I'm. I just like I just don't know how to filter it. Like I can't keep it all straight. Like I just I just say whatever I whatever I'm thinking, and some people hate me for it, and some people think I'm like obnoxious and extra. But they're right, and I am. So. <laughs> I love that I'm too old, but how y'all young kids use the word extra. So does extra mean like what does it mean? Um, I, I just like I'm just I'm just a very like excited over the top person sometimes um and like i just kind of um like yeah i don't know how to like reel it in jess, like, what, I just, like, what jess is young too what does extra mean for old people listening i think uh, actually like, i over feel like top. i have over the top so yeah on saturday 
I posted like a video on my Instagram story of this and it just said extra on it because my friend had on oversized heart-shaped sunglasses with her designer bag and she was like lip syncing in the car and like literally just over the top like have never yeah. seen and it, something and it like doesn't that. even have to be like designer or whatever it's just that you are just doing the Overdoing. most yes. Could you say you're all yes. kinds of extra right now would that would that work if i said it you're all kinds of extra right now um i hang on i'm not i'm urban dictionarying it let me see <laughs> um, nice. yeah i think it would just like depend yeah. like what do you what are you doing that's extra you know <laughs> It's a Urban Dictionary says over the top, excessive, dramatic behavior, way too much. There you go, way too much. Yep, I, I so like there. it. Okay, so then go back to it. How do we know you? And then how did you get to Australia? Um, so you know me from Ari season of The Bachelor, but um, you probably don't know me from there because I was not there very long. Um. I didn't really care for Ari and like you kind of get in the and you get in there and you're hoping like you're going to have this great connection with a person and it takes a while for you to like actually like spend time with that person and get to know them and I got to a point where I'm like yeah like this isn't this isn't going to be like my guy like this isn't him and then I went home but I think I'm better known for being honestly like a gal pal, like Becca and Tia's like friend, honestly. I feel like I kind then, of knew you from the Women Tell All. I feel like you sort of stood out maybe at the Women Tell All. Well, yeah. So everyone thinks I was the most extra at that. but <laughs> And I was. But the thing with that is that Ari had fucked over my friend. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, like you do not need to like say that or do that. And I'm like, if you're girlfriend gets over by a guy and you know about it and the public didn't know like and they wouldn't know what had happened because like a lot happens actually like in real life behind closed doors and off camera that like people don't see and I knew and I had seen it and so for me when the producers gave me like the producers literally were like one of my producers came in my room and she goes we're gonna let you say something to Ari and I'm like, oh, f- yes. <laughs> like, at that moment, like, if you want to, like, confront the bad guy and have that, like, you know why moment, like, you're going to go for it. And I went for it, and it is what it is. So, See, that doesn't but, sound extra to me. That sounds just like being a loyal friend. Like, I, any of my friends would do that, too, if I, if a guy had mistreated me. Yeah, absolutely. Sound, I think, yeah. So I don't, really, I don't really care that people want to call me extra, but, like, I honestly... It's not that it was scripted, but I had a script of what, like, I was allowed to say. Like, because I, I wanted to say, I wanted to call him out, but I wasn't allowed to obviously say too much and spoil the ending. So, like, I had planned what I was going to say to him the whole time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so he, I, I knew what was going to be said. So, and then I also got the flu in the middle of the tell-all. So, like, I looked like I was crying. I just was, I had the flu. So. It's a little known fact that there was a tell-all, I can't remember for who, where Chris Harrison had to keep going back to his dressing room and throwing up. He was so oh sick. God. Oh, really? Yeah, and they had to wow. keep taking breaks. He was so sick, had like the worst flu, but fought through it, but had to keep like going back. Oh, that's awful. Okay, I'm learning so. there's a lot of like vomiting that happens on this show. <laughs> I had no I don't idea. Want, I'm not 100% that he actually like 
fully vomited, but I know he was very, very ill, and I'll ask him if he actually did vomit. Okay, well, like Ben um, had a tapeworm. Yeah, and that's then JoJo the... last night. Wait, was talking what? About how Ew, she no way. Yes, Ben had a I tapeworm was... his entire season. Jess can explain more, but yeah, he was like <laughs> ill the whole season. Yeah, so whenever we were in Honduras, he was like, because he got his tapeworm in Honduras whenever he swam in the water. And so we went to wherever, like, we thought that he had gotten it from, and everyone was like, who's going to jump in? But no one did, which was probably smart. And Ben was in a bubble the entire time you guys were there because he was traumatized. Um, Uh It's actually funny you say that because I think it was either Becca or Tia. They joked the whole time that they thought they had a tapeworm. I think it was Becca. But, like, the whole time, like, we were on The Bachelor, she was just like, oh, my tapeworm. And I just was like, (laughs) wait, do you actually have one, though? Like, (laughs) I think Ben had a stomachache his entire season, basically. Yeah. It's it's emotionally exhausting, and I was only there for a month. So, like, the people who are there the whole time and actually are, like, really in the thick of it, I don't know how you do it because – you are running on minimal sleep. Like you get, if you're lucky, like four hours of sleep of ni- a night. Like, and I need more than Wait, that. Wait, what? Like I just that would that would not work for me. Nope. Yeah. So like, you come home really late from your dates, and then they make you do interviews, and then they kind of, I feel like they want you to be tired, and they want you to be like super cranky and irritable because that's where they get the good shit from you because your guard is down and you're tired and like you'll just say all the bitchy things and you're, I just feel like it's like this really they're really good at creating this environment where you you are just like I don't care I don't know I'm tired and I want to sleep yeah no wonder people act a little um for lack of a better word nuts because they don't have any sleep. Well, I think that they do it on purpose because they know that that's what gets us to be, like, nuts. Like, I think that they know how to, like, play on our human necessities and all totally. that crap and just use it against us. But, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, how'd you end up in Australia? Yeah. Um, this was wild. All right. <laughs> I didn't even know so, they had The Bachelor in Australia. Neither did I. And then... So I went on The Bachelor in Paradise U.S., and I didn't like it just because, um, again, lack of sleep. Mexico was hot as balls. Like, it's so hot. There's no air conditioning. There's no fans. There's, like, it's just too much is happening. Like, I would take, like, a cold shower, like, every day. Like, I just kept the water on ice cold, and it still wasn't enough to cool you down. And then I obviously came into paradise and I was really awkward and I didn't know what I was doing. And I just was like, it was a very, really, <laughs> I, I want to say embarrassing, but like, it is what it is. Like, I just didn't, I, I wasn't cool when I walked into paradise. I had zero game. and I, I don't was remember that. Who did you date there? Did you go on any dates? I went on a date with Venmo John. Oh, he's and actually then... the night. We just met him. He is so nice guy. Nice. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, he like, wasn't my person. I can see that. um, Yeah. And the thing is, is I knew it. And then, um, oh, so then he went on a date with Jubilee and Jubilee actually um, is from Fort Lauderdale where I live now. And she had, like, gone on a date with, like, or something along those lines with my ex-boyfriend who, like, like was, like, the guy that, like, I really loved. Oh, no. You know, you have some exes and you're like, no, whatever. 
So she, like, dated him, like, right after him and I broke up. And the girl's, like, my top bunk in paradise. What are the odds that my two worlds are going to collide like this in this very small, strange little way like that? Like, I don't really know how that happens, but it does. The universe is telling you something. I'm just not sure what. (laughs) I'm not sure either, but, like, it was just, like, this thing in there, like, ah, cool, like, yeah, this is so fun. Like, of all the things, like, she's my top bunk in paradise. So did that turn and, uh, Did that get ugly? It didn't because I didn't want to make it a thing. Like, um, I respect my ex, like, too much. Like, he, my ex is a hockey player. And so, like, I didn't want to put his name out there. I didn't want to have him be, like, I didn't want there to, I didn't know what drama could go down. And she maybe and didn't I just wanted, know you. So it wasn't like. No, she, yeah. no, she knew. No, she knew exactly who I was. Yeah. And she, she like thought that there was some weird like overlap with us or something. And I just am like, no, 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 we were, we were broken up. Like, yeah. So, mm, yep. And I just was like, I just want to go home. Like, yeah, that one was not for me. So I was like, you know what? I paradise is not in the cards for me. That's not something I would ever do again. Unless that there was someone on there who I was like, oh, my God, like, I really like this person and I want to shoot my shot. Or unless um, it was in Australia. But so then the Aussie lady re- reaches out to me and all of my old rules are out the window because have you ever seen the Hemsworth brothers? Like they are like my like Liam Hemsworth is pr- like in my top five. Like he's probably like when someone. <laughs> When someone says like what's your dream man? I'm 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 along the lines of Liam Hemsworth. So I mean like, are there these are these there's going to be a paradise with a million Liam Hemsworth like um I'm in. And of course I get all the way there and I end up with the Americans. So like whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait, so do they usually have Americans in Australia or is this like so, a new thing they're trying out? No, so they had um Grant who was an American and actually I think Jared um, like Ashley and Jared, you know what I mean? Like Jared. But he did it um, last, last year, right? Right. He did it last year. Um, he's very much engaged, as you guys know, this year. So um, so th- we yeah, have an and, email and- from Stephanie, and she says, I was wondering if you guys have been watching BIP Australia. So this is how we learned about this. And if you saw yeah. that Alex from Rachel's season and Caroline from Ari's season have seemed to make a connection. Please discuss. So we're bringing this right to you, Stephanie. So Caroline, discuss. And who's Alex? All right. So Alex Bordakov um, is, or some people call him Russian Alex. He was uh, on yes. Rachel's season of The Bachelorette. He's really good buddies with Dean. Yes. Yeah, he is. And, and uh, like Peter and someone else, I forget, but yeah. He's dark hair for people that are getting their memories refreshed and can't Google quickly enough. He has dark hair and he is super tight with Dean. He has like, as the Aussies call it, he's like a rig or like he's got like a rig or something. I don't know the whole Aussie terms. I'm still feeling like a dumb American, but like basically (laughs) he is all of those things that are a rig. I don't know. He like his body is insane. And I feel like that's what most people know him as is like, the gorgeous chiseled demigod. So yeah. Whoa, so what can you tell us? What's happening, out. and what can you tell us? Um. So I mean, paradise happened, and 
I get all the way to Paradise, and I took um, the thing that's crazy about Bachelor in Paradise Australia is they have like an they had their old Bachelor on the show, and I really like the way that they kind of the people that they bring in and the way that they do it, and then the fact that they have like imports come in, but they had a bachelor who was on Bachelor in Paradise and his like girl that he chose and like was engaged to or whatever they were. Like they both were in Paradise. Imagine that. Like that's literally like having Vanessa Grimaldi and Nick Vile like go to Paradise together. Whoa. Like wild. Like so there was that whole drama and stuff. So I took that guy on a date. Turned out he um was already with like coupled up with somebody else. So that was super fun. And uh, <laughs> well, let's cut to the so chase. Can you tell us if you and Alex are still talking? So, Al- Alex and I, um, we didn't go into like the commitment ceremony that they have. We just chose to leave Paradise together, like early. Like it didn't feel natural for us to have a commitment ceremony. And then, like a week later, he came down to Florida, and you know we. We dated a little bit. You know, I took him on a one-on-one date and finally, because he'd never been on one. So I like, I called my like producer and I was like, help me make a cute cheeky date card. And I took him snorkeling and oh the my guy like, got, oh my he got seasick and he threw up over the whole boat. More throwing up. <laughs> Again with the vomiting. <laughs> it's the theme, the the theme of the episode. All, just a bunch now of that, This was off camera? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, this okay, was like a real life date. But, like, I made a date card in real life. Cute. Uh, you know, to make it, to kind of go along with the theme of us. Stupid and then now stuff. what? So we dated for a little while, and then he, like, came back to Massachusetts and, like, met my family and, like, had my birthday and, like, New Year's in Boston with me and my family. And then, so, like, I struggle with really bad depression and anxiety, and it got really bad there for a little while. And, um... It got to a point where, like, I just, like, really need to, like, work on myself. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, like, you're, like, I'm not in a place to be in a relationship. And I just was, like, having all this anxiety. And he, like, said to me one day on the phone, he's, like, yeah, like, you know, I don't really know. Uh, he's, like, like, do you see this, like, turning into, like, a real relationship? And I honestly, like, it was, like, it kind of caught me off guard to come at me with that. Like, it was very direct. He's a very, very direct, like, the Russian in him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very direct. He's like, yeah, like, I just, like, don't know if I see it's, like, turning into a real relationship. I'm like, oh, my God, like, me neither. And I had this, like, weight, like, lifted off my chest. Oh, how interesting. It was really... This is the opposite of what a lot of women feel, but it's good for you. Yeah. That well, you... like, yeah, I mean, I think, like, so many times as women, we, like, we really, like, want relationships to work, and we, like, push at it, push at it, and, like, really try and try and try to make something work. But at the end of the day, it's, like, sometimes, like, and on paper, like, everything, like, he's a great guy, like, super awesome. But um, it, it sometimes it's just, it's not all the way there. And I have nothing but, like, love and respect and everything for Alex. But, like, he's not my person. And we realized that. And it was really weird because, we had this conversation where we realized that it wasn't going to move forward and be something um, like super like serious. And it's like, it gets, it's, it's weird because you have this moment where you're like, now what? And we just kept talking to each other and we kept seeing each other and kept hanging out. And like, he even came to Florida um, like after the fact. Wow. 
And mm. it's just, it's weird. It's like a weird thing. So would you say you're there. friends now? Or do you feel like maybe oh, totally. the timing, you never know? No, no, no. We're just friends. Okay. And like, that, and, uh, you'll just like, it sounds like you just appreciate each other as people and you want to like yeah. keep each other in, in y'all's lives, but it doesn't have to be romantic. And quickly before yeah, you that's... go, when you acknowledge this, did it help the anxiety? Yes. Yeah, I, like, the thing is, is, like, wow. sometimes, like, yeah. you just need to, like, you know, I think there's so much pressure. I don't know if it's just me, myself, whatever, but, like, especially as, like, a woman in her late 20s, like, oh, you, like, have to, like, find somebody. Like, every, my sister's engaged, and, like, some, like, everyone's like, oh, like, your time will come. Don't worry. And I'm like, excuse me, shut up. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I know. Like, I know my time will come, but, like, I think there's something so important and powerful about remembering that like it's okay to like take some time for yourself and to be alone like you don't always need to be in a relationship like like I can call Alex like if I'm having like anxiety attack or if I like need someone to talk to and like he'll be there but like as a friend and like he's just I like he's just like an awesome person and sometimes like it's okay just to like respect people and for like the chapter that they were in your book, but it's okay that they're not the whole thing. Yeah. Like, no, I, think, I, mean? I think what you're saying is so true. And I think um, you don't have to put every relationship in like a category or a box that people create. It can be right. something that's totally unique or different. And if he helps with your anxiety or it even helps you lower the anxiety to say, I'm not ready for this. I can't do this. Yeah. I, I think that's totally cool. really um, right. And it, it's so it's so wild because I think like who I am, like I'm just like, oh, like, let me like work at this. Like it'll like things will get better and you keep pushing at something. And then he brought it up to me like, yeah, like I just like don't know if I see it's like turning into a relationship. And I can't even begin to tell you like the weight that was lifted. And it's so wild to be like, that's OK. Like you don't have to have every relationship be your husband. Like it doesn't have to be that way. And then also every breakup doesn't need to be ugly. And I think that that's so important for us all to remember and just like having like a healthy relationship where you respect and appreciate what it was in your life. Well, it's like your body and your subconscious knew something that hadn't gotten to your brain yet. Like your brain was still kind of like, oh, I think I need this relationship and I want this to work and I'm gonna try to make this work. But your body was giving you all this anxiety and stress and whatever to say, hey, maybe not or maybe not right now. It's so funny because, like, I tweeted something and I was like, hey, guys, like, sorry, like, I need a minute. Like, I'm like, I was really absent for social media for a bit. And I'm like, I need a minute. Like, I'm going through a thing. And all the people who, like, had, like, caught on to Alex and I mean, they're like, oh, my God, he dumped her. And, like, they're like, I'm like, I can see you guys tweeting and writing about this shit. But, like, all right. But, and I'm like, it's so funny how people just assume certain tweets have to do with, like, bachelor life or about a boyfriend or about dating. And I'm like not everything has to be about like the bachelor or about dating. It's like the thing that I was going through was that I suffer with extreme anxiety. And it's like, for me, sometimes like I'm just happy if I like literally get up and brush my teeth that day. Like, you know what I mean? You're not alone, Caroline. That's something I want you to know. Like, and this, this interview took a turn because we thought it was going to go in a different direction, but like, (laughs) which is a good thing. You're not alone. And I think if you kind of have that moment where you just say, I might not have the perfect boyfriend or the perfect job or the perfect this or the perfect that, but I feel okay right now. And, you know, that is really important. And I think people listening can relate 
to it. And I, I don't mean to jump on a side topic, but if people want to reach no, out no, to Ben and Ashley about this, we would love to yeah. hear from you. And their Absolutely. email is, what is their email, Easton? Ben and Ashley at iHeartRadio.com? Ben and Ashley at iHeartRadio.com, because it is a really important thing. And I think, yeah. you know, good for you to acknowledge anxiety well, and all that. It's been the best. That's honestly been one of the, the best things for me has been talking about it and um, not because I'm being extra or like I want attention. But like the thing is, is when I talk about it, it like helps me like heal a little bit. And also it feel like I feel like whenever I talk about it, it gives like I've been given this gift of like a cool like I have a platform here mm-hmm. and I'm able to talk about this. And when I hear like people like Selena Gomez, like talk about her anxiety and the things that she went through, it made me feel like I wasn't alone. So if I can like talk about it and be that voice and like use my platform to maybe like make one person feel better, like I just feel like that was like the reason that God gave me like this. I think so too. Talking about it takes the power away from it, which I think is. Oh, totally. It is really powerful. You know, when you talk about it, it lessens it. So keep talking about it. And we would love to have you back to talk about it more. I had no idea. Uh, And then something else really quick I want to talk about. So um, if people want to um, watch Bachelor in Paradise, there's a huge, um, Thing that happens on the show with one of the, the guys he was super super possessive oh and i just again like to use this platform and voice to kind of shed some light on some things um and this is bachelor in paradise my, australia australia yeah so from episode like i think it's like episode like six seven eight maybe even like nine something along those lines there's this guy avon who is like obsessed with um my friend Tanil and Tanil is like a 10. I get it. Like she's you like, I get wanting to be obsessed with her. She's, she's a smoke show, but um, yeah, he presented some really, really unhealthy possessive behavior. And I think it's really important for women and, and men to go and watch the way that he handled himself and the way that he acted, because we oftentimes like, don't realize how bad something is in the moment because you're like oh but like they're a good guy like they don't mean it like that but they present all these terrible toxic masculinity kind of behaviors and we get trapped in a really really unhealthy relationship so just do you know how people in the states can watch vip australia so there's like a bunch of like illegal like ways to watch it here but allegedly she didn't say that we don't condone that we don't condone that <clears throat> no, but so there's something that um, I found. It is really hard to watch here, but so South Hemi TV, so S O U T H H E M I TV dot com was the best way for me to have everybody watch it. Okay. Um, but I that's how I shared it with my followers. Um, okay, that's great. I, yeah, I it that's- pops up on my um like smart TV sometimes that there is a way to watch it. Cause I think when Sophie Monk was the bachelorette, we were able to watch it here. So we'll, we'll kind of do some Googling to f- figure out how to watch it too. Yeah. Sorry. I wish I had like, it was like really hard. Um, like, I don't even know how to watch my own show. Like this is weird. No, people are but... figuring it out because we're getting a lot of emails about you. So hang in there and we really appreciate you sharing your story. Sorry, yeah, it was thank like, you. super, super no. dramatic, but uh, I just, uh, yeah, so that's the, that's the deal. Like, Alex and I posted about our little parting of ways 
Um, but like him and I are, we still like send each other memes and shit, like, you know, we're, we're fine. Like, and, um, you know, nothing but love and respect for each other. And that's that. Uh, well, Caroline, thanks for sharing your story and we'll be in touch and talk again oh. soon. Yeah. Thank right, you, thanks Caroline. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to talk to you. Have a good one. Okay. You too. They're kicking Jess out of the studio. <laughs> so now <laughs> it'll be just me. So Jess, go and then I'll say goodbye to everybody. You're the best. All right. Thanks for being Thank so you. open with everybody too, Jess. You're the best. No, of course, of course. And one really week to from today, to one week from today, Bachelorette and Jess is going to have to watch every episode. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll start my own recap show. <laughs> hey, don't compete with us. We don't need that. You can come on I'm here. I'm just kidding. Okay, deal. <laughs> Talk to you soon. I'll see you soon. See ya. Okay, bye. So, Easton. Hey, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> we have no Ben. We have no Ashley. We have no Jess. We have no Bachelor celebrities of any, to- any kind. I think so. you and I are pretty big Bachelor celebrities so, at this point, though. I've been Amy. And I've been Easton. And I've been Ben. Hey, it's Ben here. I just called back into the podcast uh, because I listened back to the segment with Amy and Jessica. And I just want to reiterate how proud I am of my girlfriend, Jess. And and also uh, from the Almost Famous podcast and all of the listeners out there and Amy and Easton and Mark and myself and Tori and Danielle and everybody that works on the podcast. And Ashley, uh, Jessica, thank you. Um, this is a weird world. And we've talked about it many times. And I think today's podcast really did uh, highlight how odd it is when you date somebody post-bachelor or bachelor. It's not easy. Um, and, but I, I want to believe it builds a character and a strength in the relationship that will last a long time. So, Jessica, thank you. Thank you for answering the hard questions. Thank you for being open and honest and vulnerable with our listeners. That's why they listen, and that's why they want to be a part of this. Jessica, I want to bring you back on soon. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, also, thank you to Amy for filling in uh, as I jumped on a flight back to Denver. And as mentioned before, this week was the start of the next Bachelorette season. It's going to be a massive season. I'm so pumped for Hannah B. Uh, this is going to be something, uh, the season to remember. Also, I want to tease a little conversation we'll have next week. For the last three days of my life, and I'm still recovering, so I'm not ready to talk about it yet, I've been in a play in the musical Grease back in Marion, Indiana, with a, a foundation called CSA. It was for my cousin's senior year. I have so many stories, so many crazy experiences in the last three days that I cannot wait to tell you all about. Make sure you tune in next week to break down Hannah's first episode and my time as Vince Fontaine. Yeah, Vince Fontaine on Greece. Anyways, hey, I'm out of here. Like I said, I've been Ben and thanks for listening once again to the Almost Famous Podcast. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.